Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, Abraham, Ollie, and I are discussing episode 12 of Survivor Cambodia Second Chances. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and threads at Survivor Now Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. Ollie is directing you to where you can find our handles. And also, by the way, I just wanted to give an update. Survivor Now Podcast is becoming a part of Reality Now. So we are expanding, not just doing survivor coverage we're also going to be covering some of your favorite unscripted reality television shows so get ready for more competition drama and discussions <laughs> all right so it is night 32 and we get everyone sort of celebrating the fact that joe the golden boy is out of the game everyone's like we can finally start to win challenges uh and keith uh didn't really want this to happen keith was the vote for Tasha he says they wish they got rid of Tasha where do you think Keith stands with the rest of the tribe <laughs> not great Keith stand by himself right now I mean Keith Keith is currently in the call yeah he, he out to know and it's, it shows by his vote because his vote wasn't supported by anybody all you do is now you had a stage in the game where you want to get the least amount of attention not the most and Keep throwing a vote on Tasha just made it seem like, oh, I was that's what I'm really gunning for. And it tells everybody else that's who I'm gunning for. But it was it was interesting to find out Keith was the one that actually threw that vote that way. And he was like, oh, no one told me. Well, Keith, it's only 70 y'all left. You got to know where you sit at. And it's and it's, it's kind of interesting now. You only need three. That's it. You get three, three confirmed votes. The, ne the only thing that you can have after that is a tie. It's true. It's like, where do we go yeah. from here with uh -huh. the numbers? I mean, they were saying, all right, now uh, they were either saying this episode or the next episode over, but like four is the magic number, right? Like this oh, is where you got to start saying, I'm going to the end with these people. And mm -hmm. we've seen everyone have this like voting block strategy which will definitely be a conversation during the finale episode when we talk about that tomorrow. But it's the, the voting block situation has made things interesting this season. So we do uh, get to the next day and Jeremy Wentworth and Keith do celebrate that they, the three, uh, who not, thank you, who not do originals. They were all on San Juan del Sur together. And uh, now it's like, oh, this is awesome. We were all in the same tribe together in our original season. And now we're all at final seven. I think that was a really nice uh, sort of way to do a full circle moment. Yeah, it was really nice. But obviously it was kind of like a little throwaway thing was, oh, look, it's us three. But then they could have done the same with kind of like Tasha and Spencer being like, it's us two from Kagayan on Luzon. <laughs> Um, no, it was cute, um, but I feel like it was it almost like it was building to something and then it was like cutscene. So it was like it was like a nice little kind of moment. And then it was like, right, on to the next. Abraham, I think you're muted. 
I am muted. It happens all the time. <laughs> I think they, I think they did real good because you know what? We got a chance. We get a chance to see where everybody kind of started from. I think they did a great job in selecting this cast for second chance. I think this made a very interesting game. And some of the stunts you can pull as rookies on Survivor, you can't pull on this group here. Because it's like, well, wait a minute. You know we're playing second chance. You know how this game's work, especially when you get to this point where we're down to almost the final three and we've got a chance to over a million dollars. There's no pulling the wool over anybody's eye. So bringing that up and saying who had alliances. But you also remember what happened in your tribe that didn't let you win. Spencer remembers his. Tasha remembers hers. Keith remembers his. Um Kimmy, because she goes back to the original game of Survivor, a uh, longer time where she got voted out. And you just kind of see how it starts to wall those different webs of mistrust and trust. And I don't really know if I could go this direction. We see a lot of that in Spencer in this episode here as well. Do I be old Spencer or do I do be do I do be a do I am I new Spencer? And of course, this was not be an episode without Abby. I mean, the the title of this episode is Villains Have More Fun. And we, you know, Abby says, Abby gives us this line to use for the title of the episode. And I mean, it's it's true. Abby is such an amazing player and a personality on television. So I'm excited to see, to talk about her more so this episode. Um, we do get Wentworth who says, now she's keeping her strategy and options wide open. I, I you know... It, like we've been saying, it's kind of dangerous at this point in the game to go that route because you got to get your numbers together here. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of options at the moment. We also see Jeremy tell Spencer that he's experiencing extreme buyer's remorse for voting out <laughs> Joe. And listen, I mean, they really, they're really concerned about an all-girls alliance moving forward from what Tasha had warned them about from the previous episode. Uh, and now Jeremy's like, I think we should, really should have gotten rid of Abby, do you think they made the right choice in getting rid of Joe before Abby? Yeah. Yeah, I think good yeah I'm with Ollie. That was a great yeah. vote out. Wentworth yeah, says this herself. Wentworth says, look, now we have a fair chance of winning uh, a challenge, which is Joe is a competitor. They all competitors. I'm not going to say anything from anybody. Um, it's a couple of them that don't compete as fast, but they're still competitors. Um, but you look at it like this, too. Joe was a legitimate threat to win his way to the final three. Everybody else had to play their way to the final three. Um, and it just it just made it so much more exciting. Now, voting Joe, I just made it more exciting. Is there a girl alliance? Mm. Will it be a girl alliance? But I think for Wentworth, I think she didn't solidify her, her group of folks soon enough. I think mm. she's waited too late, and we're gonna see how that pans out on this last on this next vote. Well, I think just before I go on to Joe, I think the thing with Kelly is she never was really given a lot of chances to solidify those people. She's been trying, mm. but I feel like a, a lot of what her struggle has been this season is she was already on the bottom from the Witch's Coven, and it's like, right, she's already clawing. She's like, right, what do I need to do? So I think with the open strategy, it's the strategy she's got to play in order to solidify those things, to see who actually will give her the time of day. Um, Going back to Spencer and Jeremy, they're, they're just very paranoid at this moment. And, you know, it's it's that thing of, like, I don't know what it was, but they were quite like, they were, they were alluding to the fact that they were paranoid. And then you saw in Spencer's confessional that he was absolutely paranoid to the point where I think you will, I think we will see this episode where Spencer's paranoia and want of control will be a bit of a hindrance to him because he keeps talking about how he's paranoid and he doesn't trust anyone. But if he goes to the end and he starts saying, I had no trust in people, and he basically says he doesn't trust anyone, how can then he make a good case for himself when everyone will be able to hit back at him and be like, well, you just openly said you never trusted us. So you can't make any legitimate thing about trust. So I feel like his paranoia needs to calm down a bit for him to I, do well. I would agree with you, Ollie. I mean, let's also, he starts questioning Tasha's allegiance to him and Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And he's getting very concerned that at this point in the game, he's going to find himself in a position where he has to work from the bottom all over again, which he already experienced back when the first couple of tribe swaps happened. So 
there's definitely more fear from we we see more fear from Spencer in this moment. Uh, I mean, and we'll see if he's able to sort of hone that in and I, I don't know, like move on from it. I will say this: this is one thing I do like about this season that we haven't or we haven't seen in previous seasons is there are still two idols in play that <laughs> no one knows about. <laughs> No one knows about. They just going along. They're playing, and yeah, they're talking about it. Oh yeah, we talk about it all the time. But again, nobody knows that there are two players that found idols and kept them quiet. Can, can you imagine a season where only the person who holds the idol knows that they have the idol? You can't trust you can't nobody anymore. You no. can try, but ultimately, not telling anybody. I wouldn't tell anybody. I'll take my chances with my idols. Yeah. Well, also, I think let's talk about the idols for just a second, because this is the first time Survivor has made the each idol look slightly different mm. than the other. Oh, yeah. And I think this it's interesting that we're talking about this now where we we're revisiting the season, because we've seen in this modern iteration of Survivor that they're giving idols that look completely different left and right. And even some of them are fake idols now, like production <laughs> is actively giving players fake idols and saying this is fake use it how you want to so it's cool that we sort of see the groundwork for that mm -hmm. in this season oh yeah like yeah. This i, is, I this enjoy is the fake idols i just want to i just want to see somebody use the fake idol and get busted that's all i mean why put fake idols out there and nobody gets busted using them what mm -hmm. kind of fun is that well jeff i have an idol well this is a fake idol you still will be going home tonight click and let's keep on playing. That would be too much fun. I don't know. I feel like there's something about having someone make a fake idol and then someone falling for it that seems much more entertaining than production just oh, being yeah, like, yeah. hey, here's yeah. this thing that could be an idol. We're just saying it's not, you know? Well, we, we seen an attempt to make a fake idol on last season, and we see where that got him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll see if if anyone decides to do it in these last few days um oh, yeah. let's go to the the reward challenge each castaway will race to unspool a rope that they are attached to once a castaway has freed enough rope they will build a bridge when across the bridge the castaways will knock down a tower of blocks with sandbags the first person to knock down all their blocks wins a trip back to where they started the season at the temples of Siem uh, reap they will enjoy food and a night away from camp. And the challenge first ran in San Juan del Sur, which Keith actually won. Look, <laughs> first of all, I I'm thinking about you, Matt, and then we reference back to somebody always had to play some challenge and we reference him back to somebody played it. Oh, but in this challenge here, this gives Keith and it should give Jeremy a better idea how to win the challenge. Mm. Because when they run the challenge, we see why Jeremy didn't win. Oh, yes, 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 we mm -hmm. did. We did. It all had to do with the rope management yeah. and the unspooling. I, I love a challenge like this. I think this would be a lot of fun because you have to make the decision. Did I unspool enough rope to get me to the end? Not only that, I thought it was so awesome that even if you were able to start hitting those um, the towers with your sandbags, if you lost all of your sandbags, you had to go and get them, but you were still connected to the rope. Yeah. That was a good challenge. It was. was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. it. Jeremy was the one that he ran out of sandbags and then couldn't reach his sandbags. Yeah. Then it was over because Keith had plenty more time after that. I don't think Spencer was even in this one. I don't remember Spencer, where Abby was at. Spencer was there, I think. I think he didn't he run out of rope too? Yeah, so I think Spencer. Um, Tasha and Jeremy all had problems with their rope management. Whereas yeah. Keith, Keith did not. Keith, Keith had plenty of rope, plenty of time, throwing and having a good time. I'm sure Keith probably recognized from the last time he did this challenge, unless it was spooled differently, like when mm. he visually knew that he would have enough rope just based on how he got through it the first time he did it. Um, so Keith wins, uh, spoiler alert, Keith wins the trip to the temples. Um, really well earned, really well fought. Um, and he chooses Kelly to come with him because she chose him for the loved one's visit. And then he also chooses Spencer and his reasoning i have it all written down should i just should i just do a reading of it real quick okay no because 
If you look before you do the reading of it. If you get on Survivor and you make it to day 30, let's say it's still the same amount. You make it to day 30 and you can't remember the other castmates name. Yeah. Try to reference them in a way that the name would make a difference, but just don't forget their name altogether. Like, oh, I'm, I'm done. It's okay. also like the re the reason he was really giving was Spencer didn't get to see his girlfriend, and I would like to take him on this reward. Like that was that. I know yeah. he was trying to be like. Um, provide reasons why he wanted to choose Spencer of all the people who didn't get to see their loved ones for most of the time. But it was, it was a lot of word flub. He was a lot of word flub. <laughs> and, and hold up for Keith, even though Keith said a lot of stuff, Keith said, well, if you don't take this, what I'm saying, don't worry about it. Just keep <laughs> moving. So Keith was concerned about if you, you know, yeah. agree with his philosophy or his, how he came to pick Spencer he just wanted to give you what he thought was a good answer. But he also said, if, eh, if you didn't care about my answer, it makes no difference. I'm still taking Spencer. Keith now, Logic. Yeah, I mean, he was Keith, Keith has been the most straightforward player in all of this season. He has not really? mixed words, and he said exactly what he wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't even look at the group when – you know, Jeff made reference like, oh, you can't even look at them. Um, I think it was like a hard place for him to be at because I I mean, Keith really, I, I he, he's straightforward. He also plays with his emotions a lot in this game, I've noticed. Uh, and this this was unfortunate. Um, it was it was just kind of unfortunate that he couldn't quite get his reasoning reasonings across uh, in a less complicated way. And you mentioned Abraham that he blanks on Tasha's name, and you know Jeff tells Tasha that she looks frustrated. And I thought Tasha messy, messy Jeff, real messy, messy. Jeff. <laughs> real messy. Do you do you think this was like? I mean, like Tasha says, you know, she's not frustrated, and she's gonna just take advantage of not of having the opportunity of not going on the reward to just get back to camp and do some, you know, have go back to camp and talk game, you know, like use that as her advantage. I feel like Tasha was not prepared to answer a question at this point in time. And I don't blame her. Tasha was pissed. I'm just saying yeah. this. You try to stay out of the messy conversations because there is no conversation that makes you want to say anything nice for somebody who can't remember your name after yeah. you spent 30 days with them and be like, you can't remember my name. And you got to remember, he just wrote down Tasha's name in the last yes. voting. So you're not really feeling any of that. You know who knows yeah. that? Jeff. And Jeff be like, hmm, so you can't remember her name. Because it's not like you can't edit this conversation together. Because you need Tasha to respond to not having her name remembered. And you need Keith to do his part. So I'll give Jeff credit on this. Magnificent for tying the two back together. But Tosh was like, well, go ahead. We'll, we'll catch you later. We're at the end of the game now. We only have 31. We only got two more days. I don't care about a reward. I'll eat in two more days. That's all you need to know about. Yeah. But I'll be planning while you're waiting. Yeah. yeah that's but, what Jeremy said. Yeah. But um, we all know she was mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was definitely mad. But I feel like when she was saying about the, um, I have my opportunity, the challenge or at back at camp. I don't know. It must have. It might have been like the editing, and when they were panning to people, it was almost like she was kind of saying, like underlining, being like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use this against you, Keith. You sent me and three other people back here. I'm used like that's how like that that was the undertones from the editing oh, yeah. standpoint." I mean, why not? Abraham, you said it perfectly. Keith wrote her name down at Tribal the last night and then forgot her name when he's doing this uh summary of why he was picking spencer I, well, his, it was his... a really missed opportunity for him not to pick tasha to try to smooth things over here's a here's a here's a random thing that people probably seen on survivor and just they either paid attention not paid attention how many times people misspells people's names when they write their name down i love and it fact, you'd be like what what name is it? I remember Jeff did call somebody. I was like, what name is this? And who wrote it? Because <laughs> it just wasn't enough of the person's name to be like, oh, oh, okay, I got that. And it's 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 hard because you like, especially if you have a difficult name or just a name that you just don't you don't use a lot. And you'd be like, huh, 
How do you spell? You know, if you mess up the name Abraham, I'm like. Did anyone mess yours up? No, nah, I mean, well, only people that just phonetically don't really see those letters in there. <laughs> be like A B. Maybe you dropped the other A and H A M, but it's kind of Abraham. So you may mm-hmm. miss the A, but no. Nah. Or you just say Abe. You'd be like A B E. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. I never looked back to see who spelled out my name or who didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it didn't matter at that point. I would. Yeah. Like point maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so Keith, that that whole thing happens, and uh, Tasha also acknowledges that Keith was, you know, he was exhausted, but she starts to question, is his strategy really just to, like, just go along for the ride, or is he just really not playing that well? And it's an interesting question. I think Keith is playing. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think he's playing an excellent game, because, again, you don't get to that position without knowing how to play the game of Survivor. And he just won immunity. So no matter what happens, he gets another day. Uh, he, yesterday. I'm sorry. When, uh, he wins the, re- the reward. So he yeah, wins yeah. the reward. And Keith hasn't been the target for anybody. Who Who's really said, yeah, we want to vote Keith out. They might have talked about it, but Keith's name hasn't showed up. You know, so. It's, it's Keith's social game. Keith's got yeah. a really strong, like naturally, he's got a naturally strong social game. With him and German, they were on the same tribe, so yeah. Well, I mean, you just said no one is really pointing fingers at Keith, but that's about to change because when we go back to camp, Abby says that you know Keith has been really strong in challenges, and Tasha and Kimmy both say that Keith should be the next to go. I mean, let's also see, he he really is. Doing, I love that sound. He really is doing well in challenges. It's usually come down to him and someone else. So they're not yeah. far off. No, but also there was one. There was one thing I think it was Kimmy that said it, which made me chuckle. And they went, "Keith's the new golden boy." And I was like, "Why do you need a golden boy?" I was like, "You've just voted off Joe." I was like, "Sorted." But yeah, it's it's definitely the girls have gone. No, we want to do Keith, and I feel like there was a. I feel like the editing was a bit weird with this one because I think you saw you saw Tasha and Kimmy kind of almost out of nowhere kind of going to Jeremy. Well, what's your issue with doing Keith? And it was like, obviously, from the editing, you hadn't really seen Jeremy give much. But yeah, it was it, that that editing bit was weird. But I understand why Tasha would want to do it. And I feel like there would be some emotional reasoning, like the tiniest bit of emotional reasoning behind Tasha wanting to do Keith. Um, but I think Abby's just doing it to be devious and kind of just seeing where's the cracks. These people don't like this person. Let's just jump on that. I think we see in this episode, in this, this, because this, there was some funny stuff back at camp. And I was like, Abby, you just the instigator of life. And it was when Jeremy and Tasha was like, and, and Tasha was like, hey, do you mind if I talk to Jeremy for a minute? That <laughs> was like, well, hey, if you want to, go ahead. You know, you take, you're leaving me in, you, you put me out or whatever. I was like, well, there is no line that really kind of keeps you away from dealing with Abby. You just got to say, okay, well, this works, that worked, this may not work. Um, but back to the name and keep the new golden boy. Uh, no, everybody's got a challenge that they're just suited for. Tell you the truth. Everybody has a challenge they're just really suited for. I'll refer back to our season where we had to do a puzzle. And it was when you had to stock, stock the, stack the blocks on top of each other puzzle. They were like round on one end. The mm. cool thing about it is they gave us that same puzzle in quarantine. So if you worked oh. that puzzle in quarantine, you basically had a upper hand. So there was nobody that was out there that shouldn't not have, again, if you worked in a quarantine, they didn't have a better understanding of how to finish that puzzle. So, but their puzzle suited for everybody. Um, the slide puzzle is a mathematical puzzle. Once you get the math down, it's a really easy puzzle. But again, for all you future survivor players, just get the basics. Get the basics. That's what I'm talking about. Matt, Matt didn't do nothing. Just get the basics down. Understand how to do a slide puzzle. Because I had um, it was I had one on my laptop, and the first time it took me forever to figure out. It was like, no, this is how you do a slide puzzle. And once I figured out the math, oh, the puzzle was easy. I've got I've got my strategy for a slide puzzle, but I'm not sharing it with everyone. I don't want future survivor players to know. <laughs> They'd be like, "I saw Ollie on the podcast. I know he's gonna be able to do this puzzle." 
if you can give us a heads up offline, I'd be very appreciative. Um, so I, <laughs> I, the thing with also this thing about Keith being the new golden boy, I just want to throw out there that Tasha is the one that or also sort of changes the target a little bit later. So we're going to sort of see how we get from point A to point B with that. Mm -hmm. But we get from Jeremy that he's starting to think that they really should have gotten rid of uh, Abby before they got rid of Joe. And because, I mean, Tasha even tells Jeremy at camp in front of Kimmy, like, I think you're concerned about that the all-girl alliance is real. Yeah. And I think, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, who wouldn't think that at this point in the game? Yeah, <laughs> what, I, look, I, I didn't see it coming. So um, Jeremy's right. Spencer's right. Tasha really plays a pivotal role in if there's going to be a girl alliance, if they're not going to be a girl alliance. Not Kimmy, because Kimmy, as Jeremy says, I trust you. And few times in Survivor where you take somebody that far to the end, you say, hey, look, you're still good with me. I still trust you. But again, you're playing a game of Survivor. The up to open goal is to kick everybody out till you get down to the final three. So everybody got to go. It's just how you actually go that makes a difference. But also, just with the girls' alliance thing, when, when Tasha and Kimmy were calling it out, Abby was there as well. Like, all four of them were there having this open discussion. So it, it's almost like everyone had found out that someone had already leaked the girls' alliance, maybe. So everyone was like, well, now we can't do it. Because it was like kind of last episode, and then this episode, it's like you, you don't even see the four girls like talking and seeing if this is an idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and Tasha also thinks that Jeremy needs her to, uh, like, needs to allow her to make more moves or be flexible to her wants and needs in the game as well, uh, and says, you know, she'll work with others if Jeremy isn't flexible. And then we go straight to the reward challenge. We get a little confessional from Spencer. He is reflecting on how much he has changed in his game. So they they revisited the, revisited the temples that they sort of started the season at, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, so he uses this as a moment and opportunity to reflect on how he's changed his game. And he's sort of saying how he's going to use that as his, like, for his reasoning why he should potentially win. And I have to say, I feel like Spencer has been the main character of the season, like from beginning to end where we're at now, I feel like he has had that um, narrative of this is what my second chance is for. Here is how I changed my game from last time to play it this time. Uh, we also sort of see that in different ways. Like we saw with Fishback, how he let his pastime really haunt him uh, mm -hmm. and force him to make moves in this game where he was sort of just like so dead set on getting Joe out. Spencer is start starting to make these emotional connections. And I think he's really proud of that. Uh, the, the show itself has a level of therapeutic. It, it has a level of other things too, but therapeutic possibilities for you is there. And I think Spencer out of all the players that played had out of this season have shown that I identified something from the last time I played because you see yourself on the screen. And then you hear the noise of how people perceive you from only seeing you from those snapshots. And he said, hey, there's some things I'd like to change about myself. And I think he's really embraced. He embraced it during the season and really made some well, well needed changes that he felt for himself. I'm not saying he needed changes, but for himself, he felt like he needed some changes. And I think they're going to serve him well, way past the game of playing Survivor. Yeah. Hmm. He's he has definitely kind of evolved his game um to what extent i don't know yet but you you've at least seen him try and it, it you have kind of seen this kind of arc with spencer where it is it is him trying to get a balance of taking what he did the last time that he felt he did well and then adding the new bits that he knows he needed to improve on um, but I thought I, there, there was part of this reward for me. I don't know about everyone else, but for me, I was watching him, listening to him and listening to some of the things he was doing. And I was like, this doesn't seem like the evolved Spencer that we've seen in previous episodes. But that's not I mean, it's easy to pull you back when you're living in dirty tents. And <laughs> yeah. You don't have a lot of food. I mean, it's, it's, easy, it's easy to backslide, but you ain't got a couple other things. 
I think we see glimpses of what the possibilities are. Uh, I do like to, I like to say, uh, I hope that we get an opportunity to go back and, and do cultural related things as one of the reward challenges moving forward. Yeah. Because I think it's important to highlight the countries that you get to spend time in and see their country through that their eyes as part of the show. So hopefully in the future moving forward, we still get those type of things. Um, and I enjoy seeing in there because Keith to me was the funniest all. And he said, man, if people knew is Keith over here or he is over there, they're like, no, nah, Keith is over here. Keith, Keith was like, this doesn't even match who people think that I am. Yeah. And he understands and appreciates the opportunity of what he's doing and what he's receiving. I think it's just a great thing. I, mean, yeah. I, I enjoy that part of it. He had the best confessional. He I basically he said it would surprise people less if I came back from Mars than yeah. if I came back from Cambodia. And I thought that was a really sweet moment. Um, we do see Spencer work himself into a pretty nice situation where he has an alliance with Tasha and Jeremy, but then he makes another final three with Wentworth and Keith. But his ideal final three, he says, is with Abby and Keith. Not a bad place to be. All right, Ollie, is this is this where you're gonna flag it? <laughs> this is this is where because we've just stated that he had made a final three with Jeremy and Tasha. And then he talks about this final three with Keith and Wentworth. And he goes, It's too early to make a final three. Mm. Even though he's made a final three earlier in the game with them too. That's this like this is those parts where I'm looking at Spencer and I'm going but you've made one with these people why like it, it and again food and starvation might come into it but it's it's that thing of what you're saying is the you don't want to like you don't want to make a final free deal with kelly and keith you're just saying it to keep them happy um and kind of what spencer wants to do and i can kind of see what he's he's trying to do is he's trying to be this middle person he's trying to be the mid the man in the middle because he wants to be able to float about each ideas and plans because then he can say, I was in the most pivotal spot. That's what he wants to do from listening to these, like this particular challenge. Right. But there was, it was, it was the thing where he's like, it's too early to make these final freeze. And I'm sat there going, but you made one two rounds ago, Brew. Like what? Like. <laughs> you got you to know when to put the, put the metal down. Here's the thing about it is. I think making a final three at a, a war challenge where it's all kind of comfortable works for you. When you go to voting, they're going to realize that you didn't follow up on the final three. So you only got one vote to say, oh, yeah, I really wasn't with you. So you got to be careful when you make that final three. So it's interesting to see how Spencer has jumped in there and said, oh, yeah, I, I can see that. But again, seven players still left. So if you don't win immunity, guess what? You got to make a decision. Do I go with Tasha and Jeremy or do I go with Abby and oh, we got Kelly. We got my Kelly in there. Um, or do I go with Keith, Keith and Kelly? I mean, you, you got so many decisions that you still have to make. The numbers do make a difference in trying to get down to the final three because you, you could get knocked off at the fifth person or the fourth person and you knocking yeah. at the door because you made a bad decision at the final three. So it's interesting to see how this all plays out more. Mm. Yeah, and either way, no matter what he does, he has the potential of making two enemies that are going to end up on the jury. So it's not, it's it's like a great place to be when you're not thinking about the jury because it seems like you're involved with a lot of different plans. Um, but it's it's risky. It's risky, and we also know, like, no, his his ideal is Abby and Keith. But I don't know if he's even had that discussion with them. He probably hasn't. He's probably just relying on it. Like okay. happening somehow. Yeah. I don't and think anybody's talking to Abby. <laughs> like they like, no. man, no, we don't want that fire. <laughs> Who wants that smoke? Nobody. I mean, we see that that's what makes her a target in the rest of this episode. Um, and yeah, Ollie, you're saying I'll, I'll work with Abby. I mean, it's great. Oh. I think Abby's awesome. Um, oh. Keith also says that Jeremy should be the next to go, but Spencer puts a stop to this because Spencer thinks that Jeremy should be the one to go after due to people expecting it so uh, spencer pitches tasha can we just also say if you vote out tasha tonight don't you think jeremy would be expecting it for the next tribal well let's put this little nugget back out there he still has an idol and i'll leave it at that so right. it all depends on who you want to target 
and what you know. Information is peril right now because the information gets you a little bit farther. And voting out Tasha really doesn't do anything for Keith. It does more so for Spencer. Because now you don't have to worry about Jeremy. Literally, you replace yourself as Joe. Because as we see the gruelingness of every challenge, it's grueling. And you got to say, okay, who has enough to get through these challenges at the end? Really, Spencer will probably win the remaining challenges at the end and win himself a seat on the table right there. Yeah, he has a good shot. He has a really good chance of doing it. Um, we go back to, and I mean, obviously Spencer says like, oh, for my plan to vote out Tasha, we're going to really, we're going to need to work with Abby and who knows how that's <laughs> going to turn out. Um, exactly. Yeah. And we go back to the other camp uh, and this is where Abraham, you brought up uh Tasha being like, Abby, would you feel weird if Jeremy and I spoke in private? I think, honestly, like Tasha learned from the last time when she spoke to Wu privately and Abby was like, excuse me, he tried to vote me, vote me out. Why are you talking to him? So I think Tasha sort of learned at least that lesson. But I mean, I thought Abby was right. Like, want to include me in the plan? Like, I'm right here. I'm valuable. Um, and Tasha said, well, you know, Jeremy and I can talk in privately and then we can all talk as a group. And this was interesting. Abby knows that people are sort of seeing her as a goat to, to take to the end. And she's not mad about it because she yeah. says, as long as I end up in the end, that was my strategy. Let people underestimate me. Here's yeah. the funny part. <laughs> Jeremy was like, I live with Sag was it Sagittarius or something? Like, Scorpio. Hey, Scorpio. I'm like, a Sag. He's like, is she a Scorpio? How do y'all do it? He said, I live with two Scorpios. I know what's going on. And he's just shaking his head. I think that's the realest part of what you see on Survivor. We're like, Man, who's going to talk to Abby? Who's who's going to take the bullet for us this time? Because yeah. we don't see Fishback take the bullet. We don't see a gang of people take the bullet with, with Abby. Her play style is so just erratic that it's like, do you keep her? Or do you do away with her? Yeah. But Jeremy said she a Scorpio. I was like, I didn't know he was using signs on this episode. He was like, yep, got two at home. I know what he's, I know what's going on here. Yeah, but the thing, like, the the thing that really not confused me, but what when Tasha was like, "Can I, like Abby? Can I speak? Why would you ask Abby? Like, just nudge Jeremy and be like, let's quickly go talk. Like, go talk, and then if Abby asks, just say, yeah, we spoke. We can speak now. This is what like huh. it, it was. It was a weird like I don't know. It was this weird thing that like why would you over, like knowing how Abby is. And you know that Abby is going to try and kind of, like, be a bit messy and, like, chaotic and sassy with it. Why give her the opportunity? And that's why I felt like she did a bit. Like, she kind of gave Abby the opportunity to go, well, you can include me if you want, but if not, I'll just remember that. And I'm like, then, then you all call her annoying. I'm like, but then you open the door for her to be annoying. I'm like, So what you're saying, Ollie, that's how you would play her. Yeah. Okay, just check yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be Jeremy. I'd be like, I don't know how y'all doing it. I mean, I feel like with Tasha, the only thing was is that she knew that she and Abby had a confrontation the last time mm. Tasha spoke to someone who seemed to be working or who was working against her at the beginning of the game. So, um, yeah, because who did she ended up putting out early in the game for a grudge? PG. PG, I was like, and Shereen. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. it wasn't a grudge there. It was somebody saying something or doing something, and yeah. she just held on to it and wrote them out. Okay. But also, they're all moaning about Abby, yet they've kept her around. If you didn't want to deal with Abby, you would have gotten rid of her. So, well, now that's what Tasha is trying to do. Is Tasha's like, okay, I can't keep navigating the messiness around. Um, keeping Abby in the game and she pitches to Jeremy instead of Keith let's do Abby and Jeremy's like great you know like uh, this will weaken the potential for the all women alliance but Jeremy also is nervous that Spencer may flip on them to keep Abby which is interesting because Spencer has already said Abby is is in his ideal final three hmm. Whew, this is fun yeah, you're trying to pick people. You're trying to pick people to keep that you could you could beat if you're sitting next to. 
But at some level, you have to either trust them, tolerate them or understand how to get rid of them. And that's really what you're looking at. Can you trust Abby? Can you tolerate Abby? Or do you just need to get rid of Abby? That's what it really comes down to for me. I'm like, okay, can I tolerate her at the end? Because everybody's thinking the same thing with Abby. Well, mm-hmm. I know I can be Abby because nobody likes Abby. And unfortunately, the jury is made up of pettiness. Let nobody ever confuse you. There will be some pettiness in every jury on the game of Survivor. So it is a matter of what level of pettiness you get on your season. And I think it depends on who the final three would be. Because I, like, I do think if, if Abby made it to the end, we know who would be petty as it's Abby. I don't know how Savage could be petty when With Savage Abby? was doing some, Yeah, when he was doing some, he was doing some stuff to her. <laughs> He'd um, be petty. The only person I think she wouldn't be wouldn't be petty and he left the show due to his son being uh uh oh, Terry. Son being sick would Terry. be Terry because yeah. Terry kind of did it the right way. He took her in when nobody else did, and he kind of never shot any more bullets her way. So I think that yeah. he might have been able to navigate that situation a little better. But uh Beanie Man, Beanie Man, we ain't worried about Beanie Man. He's still wearing his hat. It's hot in <laughs> first of all, it's hot in Cambodia. I'm really not sure what Beanie Man is doing. Well, yeah, we. I feel like we just needed a a, a beanie count graphic. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a choice. Um, and I'm with you, Abraham. It's probably really hot, unless it's really cold. Someone tell us. Um, at night, uh, we there's still a, an immunity challenge to get to, and this could change the target depending on who wins. So we're going to take a very quick 47 second break and we'll be right back. Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more super fans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash katietedescoart.com. All right. The castaways will race out into the water and over obstacles to retrieve a key that they must bring back to the shore. The key will open a chest full of puzzle pieces. The first person to complete the five-piece puzzle wins individual immunity. Jeff explains that the five-piece puzzle is the second chance story because the puzzle was one of the puzzle options provided to the castaways during the first challenge of season 30, and nobody chose to do it. I love that it's the puzzle. I love yeah. who's the second chance story. The puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like who's who's redemption story is it now? This twig. This puzzle. I love it. Yeah. I love, We're starting to personify things. There's nothing like a solid, grueling uh, challenge this to good. make you work to make you work for it too. Yeah, I think the reason they did it is because even though the puzzle could deceptive like deceptively look easy like that puzzle is quite hard unless you know where to put specific pieces of that puzzle it is tricky um and then i think the fact that they're doing that grueling physical thing beforehand it's just that they're doing it to try and be like right we're going to make your brains even more mushed so when you look at this puzzle you just go eh. I mean, is it a was it a perfect square? Because that almost makes yeah, it seem yeah. a little bit easier to me. Because no matter which way you lay a piece, if it's a perfect square, um, you you can cr- make the puzzle go upside down or side to side or something. It does. It's not restricted to. But no, it's the time. It's a, it's whoever gains the amount of time on the mm-hmm. obstacle course has the best chance of winning the puzzle. Because he said the puzzle's yeah. easy. Once you get the puzzle, you can be like, oh, here it is. It's yeah. there. But how much time do you have from the person that's behind you? And that's where we see, I think Jeremy takes off first. And it's Jeremy and Spencer. Then we see Spencer take a tumble. And then he's like, I was like, is he? I mean, because we only see the editing part of the falls. It looked like it hurt. It looked like it got him. 
but he kept he kept getting up and you got to do the whole go out there you got to swim out there and i don't think anybody had to dive down i think everybody could kind of reach down and get their get their yeah. key yeah no one gotta, had to dive underwater but you still got to fight through the water to get there you still got to run over these obstacles because only what oh him and keep are only two people that yeah. fell yeah, I mean, Kimmy took a hard fall. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Jeff said when she fell on the cargo net. Oh, that's not. I mean, you falling through water to a cargo net. You ain't hitting nothing. Well, then, then you tell Jeff that didn't, that Kimmy didn't take a hard fall. <laughs> I was like, where, where did he fall at? Now Spencer. Oh, he took a hard fall. He took a hard fall going, and he took Ooh. a hard fall coming back. Spencer yeah. learned on the way there he could do the splits. That's what he, he learned. Oh yeah. Oh, I was like, it kind of hurt. That I did not like that. I did not like that. But I think I would. Oh, I don't even know. The other one looked horrible too because it looked like his jaw hit or almost mm. hit the platform. I don't, I don't know if they added effects to, to say, but it looked like it hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh, that like it hurt. Possibly, or it was just the sound of his arms hitting it. It might not I have think been. I think it was the sound of his arms because it Could... didn't look like he hit it, but it was almost kind of like a ricochet thing of ooh. Evil Jer Jeremy ends up getting back first. Yes. Followed by Spencer, and I think followed by Keith. It was kind and of Keith and Wimper. Yeah, Keith and Wimper came next. I forgot to note the order because something something really scary happens, which is that Tasha struggles to swim back to the shore. Um, and she calls for help, and Je Jeff sends the water team to retrieve her after the challenge has ended, after Spencer has won individual immunity. Um, Tasha is really, really taking on water. I'm a swimmer. Ollie, I know you're a swimmer. I've also swallowed water. Abraham, you, yeah, you do swim team? I swim in scuba dive. What are we talking about here, guys? Heck yeah, Abraham. He said I couldn't swim. I think it's because I was black. I think that's what he I did. I did not say that at all. <laughs> and <laughs> you two swing side to side. Oh, and man. Tasha really struggles here, and it's really, really scary. I know the three of us have experience. Have you ever experienced in taking water like that, either of you? Hell yeah, on Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't. Um, oh, you know what? I did that uh, in my scuba diving training. There's a part where you have to take off the vest and take everything off and put everything back on, and my left shoulder got caught in the vest. Ooh. And Ooh. I... I threw that stuff off and went to, I got to make it to shore now because I'm like, I don't care about this regulator and that stuff. I got to go to the shore. So, I mean, it's, it's always scary, especially when you feel like you're in a situation you have no control over. Yeah, I think that's what was scary for Tasha. I think she realized that, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to have to try and make it back. And I think as soon as she put, as soon as she started swimming, I think anyone that is a swimmer or kind of is a like lifesaver of some sort to do with water knows that as soon as she took herself off of her little boy, she was panicking. So it was already, you knew it was going to get there. So smart of Tasha to be like, right, help me please. Um, but it was, it was very scary for her, especially being in open water. I think that element as well oh, made her panic more because she's like, it's not like she's so close to something. She's in open water. And that's the scary thing that everyone should remember with Survivor. Like, these elements are hard. And I know Abraham can, like, about yeah, well, that. People like we sitting out there on the beach. That beach had so many rocks in the water. But let's go behind the scenes so we, we know really some. Okay, the edits make every challenge look like it's 15 minutes or five minutes long. It, it's, it's not that long. So when I finally met Tasha for the first time, I was like, hey, Tasha, how you doing? Abraham, you know, season 41. Hey, I, I watched you play. Hey, I got to ask you a question. Did you almost drown? <laughs> so Tasha was like, look, that challenge was going on forever. <laughs> she knew she wasn't going to win it. I'm not saying she wasn't in danger. That's not what I'm saying. But she was like, look, that challenge was going on forever. <laughs> I was trying to get back. So what we see in real time on a now it's going to be 90 minutes. It's not what they're really going through. So physically, they're taking a toll to get out there. So, yeah, but for the show's purpose, it always makes sure there are people in places to respond. Now, here's the thing. They might be there, but you're not going to get them. They, look, 
he's calling for the diver. Guess where the diver's at? Underwater. It's a process to get them to know that, hey, you need you need some help. So uh, so we get when we get to when we get to our boat before we do our opening part for our season. I said, oh, I guess we got to jump off this boat. But I'm fully dressed. You know, it's not a, it's not a pair of shorts and a T-shirt or whatever. I'm fully dressed in socks, tennis shoes, jeans, a shirt. I got a, <laughs> I got this 45 thing on my neck. It's, it's choking me out. And it's like everybody getting in the water. I was like, if I'm losing, why am I getting in the water? But that's not how survival works. So when I jumped in the water, instead of coming up looking to go swim to the boat like I was supposed to, I was looking for the divers. It's like they said they were down here. I'm looking around. Where you at? I'm like, I don't see anybody. So I said, Well, guess what? You better get up and get to where you got to be. So I, I came up and I, but it's exhausting to swim fully clothed after you've after you've exerted so much energy trying to get these challenges done. So I knew how she felt. But when she said, Look, that challenge was long and I was tired. I was laughing because I was like, I understand how you feel on now. But understand this for every future survivor player. Safety is close enough there to react to you, but you're going to drink some water. And Tasha drank some water. They're going to get there. And you see the doctors are all there. Everybody's there. And they're highly trained to make sure nothing happens to you. But that's not going to stop you from drinking that water and choking. It's not. <laughs> so don't think they're going to respond that quickly. They're going to respond quickly, but they can't get to you until they know something's wrong. And usually Jeff is a notification of something has gone wrong because you got to think about it. Jeff is looking forward. He's looking at the game because now you have people that are actually trying to solve the puzzle that right. need Jeff to signal they have won. Because if you look at one of Wendell Holland's seasons, he had it and he mm -hmm. didn't signal. So Jeff has to have that attention up there. And this is one thing I'll say. Jeff is a great guy for, for what he has to do to make sure we're safe as well. And he also has to make sure everybody completes the task behind him and nobody try to nobody get hurt because he's the one that says, hey, it's other people there, but they're they have assigned jobs. They're making sure everything is being filmed and they may not be as attentive to. Well, where is Tasha? At? And I knew when Tasha was hanging on to that ball, that was a wrap. She was done. She was too exhausted to get back. So there's no safety signal from <laughs> no. the cast that they can give if there's really that's interesting. <laughs> they don't give us no, no safety word. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, no. I mean, listen, no if Tasha had a signal or something and it wasn't so prioritized on Jeff being the one to see her and call for it, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I really thought that there could have been some sort of a weird, something's happening. Something's wrong. Oh, no, no. It's, 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 it's all, you got to think about it. You got to, you have a lot of people there and there's enough people there. And again, remember the world of the world of editing. Jeff may have not seen it, but Jeff is edited to say he did see it. So that's why I say um, if you look at back at Jonathan in their season where Jonathan basically drug his entire team oh, yeah. out of that water in Fiji. But if when I talked to Jonathan, that that actual thing was going on and they, they stopped it because everybody else was exhausted. So they couldn't they couldn't finish it. So they had to get them in a situation where they could finish it because of how exhausted trying to you know, battle against the waves going in and out. And we swimmers, yeah. so we know swimming in a pool is way different than swimming in the ocean. It's a whole different ball game. And you're trying to expend a lot of energy that you don't have. So, but no, there is no, to answer your question, there's no safe word. <laughs> so that's a good one. Because I was like, I would have liked a safe word. But no, but they're close enough, they're close enough to you where somebody is going to notice something is not right and they need to respond. Now, in order for TV to be where TV is at, they're going to have to put Jeff back in there somewhere. So it may be a case of, hey, medical, let's go back to Tasha and let's get Tasha. And then they, you know, you see the divers come up. If it's, if you got divers in the water, the water's deep. It's not shallow. It's deep water. But now it's enough people there where you don't need a safe word but it's enough people to understand that it's people monitoring us at all times. So you're, you're never, you, for all future players, you're never unsafe, but it doesn't stop you from getting hurt. There's a, there's a certain part of getting hurt that's going to happen because they have to respond to it. 
it's always a good note to know if you're <laughs> going to live on an island, there will be bruises. Um, but so, I mean, Spencer wins and uh, Tasha, they get her out of the water. We have a conversation about it. Keith is still set on the plan to vote Tasha out by getting Abby to vote with him, Wentworth and Spencer. And then we're back at camp to talk about the vote. We get more from Tasha about her experience during the challenge. Um, and she suspects that Spencer, Keith, and Wentworth bonded on the reward and wants to confirm wants to reconfirm that Spencer is on board with voting out. Abby, Spencer, Wentworth, Keith, and Abby confirm their plan to vote Tasha out. And Abby is saying she feels good with the plan to vote Tasha out as long as she makes it to uh, makes it through this tribal council. So Abby's feeling pretty safe which is always a rough place to be at. Um, and she also says that she wants to figure out who to take to the end and that her resume has gone up a little bit in these last couple of days. I think it's true. Like her resume has gone up a bit because she's being perceived as an easy person. So she's able to then kind of socially go, well, let me play this card. Let me be like, tell me, take me to the end. I haven't got anything. So I do think like her resume has gone up a bit. Um, there was one moment that annoyed me, but I'll get on to that later. <laughs> what? What was, what was the moment? <laughs> yeah, at Tribal or here? No, in pre-Tribal. So it was when it was when Tasha, Jeremy, and Spencer, you know that final three that Spencer said hasn't been confirmed? <laughs> um, when they were talking about, like, reaffirming everything. And they were talking and they were like, yeah, it will be a abomination if those three make it to the end all these weak players and i was like you're calling kelly wentworth the one that just negated nine votes off an idol player weak player i was like okay it was i don't know i was just watching that scene i don't know if you you two remember it but it was them three talking and i was just like they're, they're, they're being a bit um cocky with with how they're talking about these three people i was like it's a good thing these three on hearing this, because they turn yeah. around and be like, all right, then. We'll go when, I, when, yeah. when Ollie gets on UK Survivor, I'm going to tape every time he talks, and I'm going to write him a whole letter out, and I'm going to be oh. like, Ollie, did you remember when you said this? I'm going to say this now. If I if I ever get on Survivor UK, hey. Um, but if I ever get on it, I will be in the confessionals. It will be in the confessionals. I'll be venting in the confessionals. I won't do it to other players. I mean, on Survivor, you're trying to see what, okay, what, well, let's go back to Spencer. Spencer says, hey, y'all, we've got to make a final three. Here's where, here's where that falls apart at, after you vote. Because now, if you're voting for Abby, Abby stays. Because, I mean, you have the dominant vote because it's seven of y'all. If you don't vote for Abby, now they realize you're not with them. So it's like, you can't go back at this number at seven. You can't go back at this. You either stick with who you're going to think is going to get you to the end or you say, you know what? I'm jumping ship. I love the editing because we always seem like Spencer's indecisive about it. But ultimately, you're at seven. You have to make a decision because now they need four votes to vote somebody out. The next time you only need either three on three, which is a stalemate. That's it. Now we go on the rocks. But it's a whole different ball game because you got you to figure out as these numbers start to dwindle. How do I get to the next set of numbers? Winning immunity is one great way, which we see uh, Spencer wins immunity, so he's not being voted for. Now, who do the other three to vote for? And who does Spencer vote for? Yeah. But I feel like as well with Spencer, with this vote, he's taught, like, again, he's like, I have this, I have this, I have this. But you're not in a position, like, I feel this is where I feel like Spencer didn't fumble, but I feel like he kind of overplayed ever so slightly where... He was like, right, I have this group and I have this group. But straight away, I have to make a decision. I have to pick between the groups. So he's naturally now had to already screw some people over. And I feel like there'll be some fallout later on. Yeah, probably. I mean, let's head on over to Tribal Council now. I mean, Savage enters wearing a... A bean this is my favorite savage outfit that we've seen so far he was sporting a, a beanie with a red pattern button down shirt it was like white with like red uh flowers on it or something and then sky blue shorts i loved it i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give him credit for color coordination because it was a it was a sweet it was a sweet gear it was a good look he still was beanie man 
Yeah. But I gotta say, at least it matched the hat. So I don't know what was going on there, but we look. We have to still, you know what? I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him some more credit. We still have to have the tribal uh, clothes reviewed as well. So somebody reviewed all this to make sure it was color coordinated. Um, Matt, you're in the you're in the TV world. Things have to be able to show up on TV as well, which I never yeah. knew this. Certain colors do not show up well on camera. And I was like, really? Um, and as we see everybody comes out, Chaos Cash must be just bored as all get out because she's been coming on this tribal council thing for weeks now. And she's just like, yeah, I'm about to go back to Ponderosa. Uh, I'll be there later on the night or the next two days. I'll be over there hanging out. But everybody's outfit has to be able to show up on TV. And they're really, I got to say, for being the, my first time for being in TV world, understanding that is really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, I love one of my favorite facts is that there are like if you have a very tiny pattern on your clothing, it will look like it's moving when it's on camera. I forget what the term is for it. It's like a, it's, it might be called miraging, but I forget. Um, so don't quote me on it. But yeah, certain colors do not show up well on camera and might make you fade into the back or stand out too much. So it's all very interesting. We get a lot of um, people talking about being part of the we being part of the we, right? So we got like Spencer, he's nervous. He was away from camp. Tasha talks about the scary experience one more. Kimmy says that there has been discussions regarding idols and we came up with the with plans in case someone plays an idol. And Jeff calls that out. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that in, in such a long time at Tribal Council. Who is the we? Um, Keith says that the vote will reveal who the we is. And Spencer says, I'm a part of uh, the we. And everyone's like, I'm a part of the we. Oh, we're all a part of a we. That's interesting. I, I lost my mind watching this. My, <laughs> my thought process on all of this was after this tribal council, how many of them needed to go to the toilet after just hearing we, 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 we? I was like, oh my God, can we stop mentioning this word, please? Um, but on like the game related note, it was, it did get a bit confusing. I was sat there going, who's we, what we, huh? Keith was the best we. Keith was like, we, I'm king we. And I was like, Keith had a confident we. Yeah, yeah, Keith was Keith was good about his we. I think it was good that nobody really said who their we was, but everybody said we. Jeremy yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm with, I'm with we too. Whoever we is, <laughs> but we about to see who plays." Yeah, he also. I mean, Jeremy said he noticed five voting blocks at camp, and he acknowledges that everyone seems to think that they are a part of a we. Oh yeah. At, at this late at, at list at this late stage in the game everybody is assuming that they can trust the person that they're trying to trust just to get to the next vote. Cause we're at seven players now. Yeah. You only three to the, so you only got to get rid of four more players. That's it. You had seven right now. We get rid of four more. Guess what? We're competing for a million dollars. Chills. I it's funny. I, I was watching, I started watching the finale episode to get ready for tomorrow's podcast. And like yeah. I was getting all hyped up and worked up. And I had to remind myself, oh no, this season's not premiering right now. Like this is this is from a long time ago, but I was getting so excited just watching all of it occur. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we are going live tomorrow to talk all about the finale episode. So make sure you subscribe so you can get notified to come and join us and talk to us in our live stream. Uh I also want to acknowledge, we did talk about Spencer kind of showing original traces of his former self, his his former strategy, his personality from the last time he played Survivor. Keith, sa Keith says, like you two mentioned, he feels confident that his we is the one that's going to reign supreme. And Jeff points out that Spencer shook his head while Keith was saying that and sort of downplaying Keith's confidence or... I mean, kind of look like just kind of being like, ah, you're foolish. And that was uh, that was unfortunate. We'll see if Spencer can sort of repackage uh, himself in these next few days moving forward. And they get to the voting and we have Abby, who is voted out this episode. She gets four votes, which were Tasha, Kimmy, Jeremy and Spencer. Tasha gets two votes, which were <laughs> Keith and Wentworth. <laughs> I know you, you couldn't force the tears out quite yet. Uh, and then we have one vote for Keith, who was Abby, which makes me wonder, 
did was Abby told to vote for Keith? Did she have a change of heart on who she wanted out? What was that? It's called again indecisiveness because you just don't want to play right with everybody else. Yeah, I feel like because I think the last time we heard Keith and then in correlation with Abby would have been when it was the fourth from um, the Jingo to the reward. So I would assume that would be the correlation as well as potentially the girls alliance thing that maybe just didn't get aired. Because that'd be the only logical thing of why Abby would have voted for Keith. Sure. I yeah, I mean, it's so much stuff we don't see because of the editing and whatnot. Um, I just didn't see anything. Maybe they gave her some misinformation or whatever, because it really wasn't. Once you get four votes, it really was, it was a throwaway vote. Yeah. I mean, no matter who she voted, even if she had voted for uh, Tasha, she still wouldn't have voted her out because, I mean, Tasha only got three votes. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked, but this left me with a giant question mark, you know, as to just like what happened, where did Keith's name come into this mix? I mean, but now we also saw Spencer is not on board with Keith and Wentworth, <laughs> very <laughs> clearly. And this was Kelly's reaction. Yeah, Kelly was like, huh. Hmm. Once you get to that vote and you'd be like, now, instead of having three players that you could vote with, you're down to two, which is Keith and Kelly. Well, we're going to find out. So who, how many people do we have left? We have seven, uh, six, six people left. Six people left. And we have only one more competitive episode, which means that we are going into a finale with six players. Tasha, Kimmy, Jeremy, Spencer, Keith, and Wentworth. I'm so excited to see how this is all going to play out. Again, we are going live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific. Please feel free to come and join us. Let us know what you think of this finale. Let us know what you think of the season in general. Do you agree with the winner? Are you happy with how everything played out? We are going to discuss all of this on tomorrow's stream. Thanks again for joining us.